Hi, and welcome to the Lonely Triathlete. My name is Todd Sodder, and I am the Lonely Triathlete. How are you all doing today? It's been a little while since my last episode slash broadcast slash podcast slash uh, triathlete share. And uh, I'm back to give you guys and gals uh, some insight into a technique that I used, that I learned 25 years ago, around the time of my, when I first started in triathlon. A technique that I used on July the 9th to podium at my very first Olympic distance triathlon or any triathlon ever in my life. After 24 or 25 years of, of trying, hoping, dreaming, I finally, finally did it. I'm so excited. It doesn't even feel real. But here's, so here's the, the, how the, the day went. And then I'll, I'll save the big surprise and technique for the end. Um, I had spent the last eight, nine months working on my swimming, like to a degree that I'd never worked at it before. Like I just swam so consistently since last October and did as much open water swimming as is possible. And as it turns out, it served me well going into this race. That's not the technique, by the way. It's just something that I did. So on July 9th, I went down to Bellingham, Washington in the U.S. to race an Olympic distance race. Turns out that the, the race in British Columbia that I love racing in the summer at this time in Kelowna, they, they, they died because of, of COVID. Like they're gone. There's two years without a race there and they don't even have a presence on Facebook or they have a presence, but no one's talking. So I don't think that race is happening again. So I, I was aware of this local race down in Bellingham or near Bellingham at Lake Whatcom. And uh, a buddy of mine had done it before, said it was great. So uh, I went down to join a couple of buddies, to try this race out. And uh, like I said, I'd been really practicing my swimming. So I was curious as to how it would all go. So we hopped in the lake, which was a nice, uh, crisp 60, probably 64 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, what's that? 17 and a bit Celsius. So it was good, actually. It felt warmer than that. So maybe it was warmer, but that was the last recorded temperature. And I happened to have a very, very decent swim for me. I think it was around 31 minutes. Uh, I love to crack the 30-minute barrier one day. I totally think it's doable. I, I, I bought some goodies that are going to help me on my uh, pursuit of that breaking that time. I'll share that in my next podcast. So I had a decent swim, came out of the water, ran to my bike, uh, had a very fast transition. This is another area that I decided to really... Um, improve upon in this race. I think I had like a two minute and change transition to the bike. And uh, so that was about a minute improvement from my last triathlon. So that was good. Hopped out on the bike, was whipping down the road, having a great time. And my chain fell off. Uh, wow. It, I think it doesn't happen that often on this time trial bike that I have, but it happened. So I pulled over and luckily it was, it just fell off the front, um, front chain ring so I just grabbed it got all greasy <laughs> pulled it back on got going again so I figure I lost maybe 20-30 seconds which is not ideal but hey what can you do right these things happen so away I went and you know I had a fairly decent cycle I was putting down some pretty good power um, probably like a in terms of effort probably like a good eight to eight and a half of the ten at, at times 
And I wasn't even halfway through the race and I noticed I wasn't really drinking my, my liquid. And because I was feeling kind of, you know, when you go so hard, it's just I can't drink. And so I thought, ah, this is not good. I've not had any liquid for at least an hour. So I started to drink my sports drink. I did have a gel in my pocket. So I pulled the gel out, you know, choked down the gel. And my fingertips were all covered in this gel. So when I grabbed my water bottle, which wasn't even really halfway done, it shot out of my hands and went down this little gravel road. And for a split second, more than a split second, I actually looked back a couple times and, and contemplated stopping and going back and getting my bottle because that was all my liquid for the entire race, uh, or at least for the bike section. I know they had stuff on the run. But I, I just went, no, I already stopped for my chain. I'm not stopping again for a bottle. I'm not going to you know, die. This is not going to end my race if I don't have you know, some Gatorade or whatever I had. So I left it. Thank goodness I did. Now, that's not the technique, but it very well could be. Minimize time wasted. And so I kept on going, finished my bike, uh, had a very quick transition. I think it was a minute one to my run, which is by far, I think, my fastest transition ever. So that's another little secret weapon, everyone. Get, get yourself used to quick transitions. Um, so away I went onto this trail run. It was beautiful. The weather, by the way, was insanely awesome, which it, it has not been in the Pacific Northwest this year. I can count on one hand how many warm days we've had um, up in BC, where I live near Vancouver, or not in near Vancouver, in Vancouver, and uh, it looks, seems like Seattle is the same. It's just, it's not been warm. It isn't. I'm looking at my window right now. It's, uh, it looks like October. And feels like, yeah, feels like late September. It's awful, awful. Anyway, this day lined up to have a, like, I wouldn't say warm. I'd say pleasant temperatures, which is great for when you're running hard. Because this trail run, this 10K trail run, was hard. It was up and down and up and down. I mean... The downs you would think would be easy, and they're certainly a great way to get some time. But after a while, they really start to pound your quads. And so then you hit the uphill sections, and your legs are feeling worse than normal. Not to mention, more than halfway through the trail run, we're a set of 75 to 100 stairs. Yeah, stairs. And not shallow stairs, like, like steep stairs. Think stadium stairs. Oh man, that was really hard. I, we basically walked them. You can run the first 10 and then your body says, nope, you're not going to run those. I'm not going to run these stairs. So now I'm getting to, close to my technique. So you've waited seven minutes to hear something that if you use this technique, I guarantee you at some point in your triathlon career, it is going to serve you well. This is why I got on the podium. When I say podium, I'm talking third place in my circumstance. I got third place because I did this. So I'm about four-fifths of the way through the race. So if you're American, I don't know, that's like almost five miles in. If you're Canadian, that means you're, what, 8K in out of 10. And I saw on the back calf of a guy I was approaching his age. And his, he was in my age group. So I thought to myself, well, if I pass him, then I gain a spot. And I have no clue if I am near the back of the pack 
or near the front of the pack or the middle. I have no idea. But all I know is if I know that somebody is in my age group, then I am not going to let them beat me. If there is any possibility of beating that person, it has to happen or you lose a ranking or you lose a, a placing, right? So I saw their age, their age group, and they were going about my speed, maybe a little bit slower. So I took my time because I was already feeling a little nauseous. I was pushing around eight, an eight of the 10 effort, eight and a half of the 10 effort. So I slowly gained on them. I slowly gained on them. And then I passed them. And I thought, great, now they're going to see my age and they're going to not want to let me go. But for whatever reason, this guy didn't have enough juice to keep up with me. And I, to be honest, I gave it a little extra after I passed him to try to mess with him. So he thought, oh, that guy's going too fast. I can't catch him. Reality was he probably could have caught me because I was really close to the red line. But when I noticed that I'd gained some distance on them, I backed off a bit back to like an eight, eight and a half of the 10. Now I am within minutes of finishing this race and I see up ahead of me another guy in my age group. So I, okay, here we go again. I passed one guy. I'm going to pass another guy. I would have gained two places. So I passed this second guy. And about 10 seconds, 15 seconds later, he roars past me. And I thought, oh no, this is not going to be good. Because I, when I passed him, I did, it, I did what I did to the guy I originally passed. I gave it extra juice. Like I really laid down. I went to like a nine of the 10. So the fact that buddy, this number two buddy passes me when I was at a nine out of 10, I thought, well, okay, so I can't catch this person. I was very disappointed because I'd, I'd worked so hard. But when he passed me, he kind of slowed down a bit. So I was able to stay on his heels. So I thought, okay, my best bet is to stay on this guy's heels, wait until I can see the finish line. Maybe that's 50 or 100 meters until the finish line. And then it's a sprint to the finish, which I did not relish, but I was going to do it. And sure enough, we got around a couple corners. I could see the finish line. I could hear the cheering. And he didn't speed up at all. So I thought, well, now's my chance. And I kicked it in like two or three more gears. And I passed this guy at light speed. I think he yelled something as I ran by, like, way to go, buddy, or something. I, I did think for a moment, strange that you're yelling at me in encouragement, even. But maybe it was a spectator. I don't know. I wasn't in my right mind at that moment. So I flew past this guy, raced to the finish line, and beat him by about five seconds. So this is my technique. Okay, by the way, so yeah, I beat him by five seconds. And because of that, came in third. Had I not done that, would I have come in third? No, I wouldn't have. So this is my technique. You, in those last, call it the last kilometer, or maybe the last three minutes of a race to make it easy. You cannot let someone in your category pass you. If you have any hope of podiuming and you are in that top three, top four, it, obviously the math is there. You can't let someone pass you to take third or second spot. So you have to have a mindset of when I'm in those last couple minutes of the race and I am feeling crappy 
and my lungs are hurting and my heart is like beating out of its chest and I feel slightly sick to my stomach, you have to prepare yourself that in that feeling of agony, you've, you've got to give more. You, you can't let anyone pass you. Conversely, if you see anyone ahead of you in those last couple minutes, you have got to do everything in your physical power to get close to them so that you can try and out-sprint them to the finish line. How I learned this lesson was 25 years ago when I first started triathlon. I was running a race in Kelowna, BC, and I think I finished it in three hours and 15, three hours and 16 minutes, um, which I was very proud of. And in the last 400 meters, the race finished on a, on a track, on a 400 meter track. Cause I, and I remember going up to the track and going, okay, now I know I have 400 meters to the finish. And I basically jogged in my finish because I was feeling terrible. I just felt sick to my stomach. So I thought, why would I kill myself in the last 50 meters or last 100 meters to try to gain five seconds? Like, it doesn't matter to me. And guess what? It makes me mad to this day. In that, that last 100 meters, somebody ran past me and turns out they were in my category. And of course, I'm not even close to placing in the top half of my category, but they were in my category and they essentially stole from me a placing. And the reason they were able to steal it from me is A, I didn't know anyone was behind me and B, I probably wouldn't have cared. I wasn't feeling well. I wasn't ready to go any faster. Well, knowing what I know now, I would have put the, you know, I would have buckled down and, and ran super hard the last hundred meters to prevent anybody from passing me in those last hundred. So I made a promise to myself 25 years ago in that last couple minutes, no one is going to pass me, especially no one in my category. And if I can't, I'm going to pass people in the last couple hundred meters. I don't care who you are. That last hundred meters is going to be a sprint. So as it turns out, I kind of lied to you a bit. As it turns out, that person that I passed by five seconds to take third, that person actually wasn't even in my race. There was a sprint race going on at the same time. I thought this person was in the Olympic distance race. Uh, they certainly were in my age group, but they were in the sprint category because when I compared the times, I didn't beat fourth place by five seconds. I beat fourth place by 40 seconds. So it was that second last guy I passed is who I passed to, uh, to take third. So it doesn't change my technique at all. I just mis mistook for how close I came to potentially losing third spot. So I did put, you know, lay it out there for the second last guy that was in my category and ended up staying about 40 seconds ahead of him uh, for third place. So if I can encourage any of you in any way to prepare yourself and no matter how badly you're feeling in the last call it last two minutes of a race embrace the vomit <laughs> embrace the suck embrace the pain and just tell yourself that you're pushing extra hard in the last minute or two because you will not be passed and it may work out that you pass somebody that enables you to claim a podium spot one day. 
I'm no pro. I'm just finally get, reaping the rewards of all this hard work. And I got lucky in the sense that I didn't stop for that bottle because that would have certainly lost me third place. And uh, I pushed like well into the red zone in the last couple minutes of that race. So it was a great day, very fun, very rewarding, and certainly fun to talk about. So thanks for letting me steal 16 minutes of your day to share something that I learned. And um, I hope you guys and gals have a fantastic day of training, if that's what you're doing while you're listening to this. And if you're not training while you're listening to this, uh, why not? Are you lazy? Huh? Huh? Lazy? Get out there. Do some training. Okay, guys. Next time.